The Lupus Living Podcast. Today's episode, Lupus and Recovery from Surgery. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Lupus Living Podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to encourage those of you living with lupus to keep going through the ups and downs. It's also a podcast to help the friends and loved ones who have lupus understand what we go through while navigating our lupus lives. I say welcome and thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Maybe you found the podcast because you were recently diagnosed with lupus. I have a short ebook available called Living Life with Lupus, A Guide to Living a Full Life While Having Lupus. I would call it a like jump start to figure out what to do when you've been newly diagnosed. Maybe you are a family member of someone living with lupus, and this would be another way to try and understand what they're do what they're going through. You can purchase the ebook through my website, thegwenalexander.com and you click on the online store, and it's a digital download that will be delivered to your email after purchase. It's also available on Amazon as an ebook, and I also have some lupus mugs available on my uh, website also. They're 11-ounce ceramic mugs, and the one mug says, Stronger Than Lupus, and the other says, Living the Lupus Life. And they're both available at the online store at the same website, thegwenalexander.com. If you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, I would recommend listening before listening to today's episode, because today is a continuation of what my recovery was like after my surgery. One of the things that I forgot to mention in last week's episode is I was also afraid um, if having the surgery would throw me into a lupus flare. Surgery is pretty much a trauma to your body, and you know, I had an incision instead of them doing the surgery laparoscopic. And I was also worried about infections and blood clots since I've had, you know, blood clots before. So I was wondering, would my body go overboard with trying to fight off any real or perceived infections? So thankfully, I didn't flare, but that doesn't mean my recovery was without its challenges. I'll just give you a really quick recap of what I kind of talked about last week. I had a hysterectomy, so it was my uterus, cervix, and uh, uterus, cervix, fallopian tubes. I kept my ovaries, and there's a certain term they use for that one, but I can't remember what it is now. So uh, my surgery was later in the day when it was scheduled, so I did get to stay overnight, and I was really happy about that because, you know, all these health issues that I have. So if something didn't go well, I would rather already be in the hospital than trying to drive there because it was a it was about a 45-minute drive away. I asked the surgeon when she came in to visit me the day after my surgery, you know, do you have any pictures? Because, you know, any good surgeon probably takes pictures of whatever it was they took out. So she showed me my enlarged uterus, and you could see the fibroids on it. And it was kind of gross, but kind of cool at the same time. And she said my incision looked good, and I was able to go to the bathroom by myself, and I was able to, I had to walk at least once around the hall. So I, I did that a few hours earlier. Now, one of the things I learned from when I was diagnosed in lupus in 2017 
is I would rather be home recovering if possible. The ride home was exciting because um, there were several bumps in the road and I was trying to keep my seatbelt from pressing against my incision area. area. I can't talk today. Uh, my recovery time was scheduled for six weeks and I plan on doing pretty much nothing but making sure that I healed properly. Now, even though my goal was to do nothing, I still had what I would call mini goals for each week just to have something to get to so that you know, my eventual goal was to, I have to get back to work. So I don't want work week to be, oh, you know, and I'm this first time I'm really trying to get around and do anything. So here were my mini goals that I had each week during recovery and kind of how it went. Week one goal was get rest. That was it. Because I knew that first week was going to be the roughest week of out of all of them. So I had to be careful getting into and out of bed. And even taking the shower was a challenge, just standing there, and I had to be careful not to rub my incision area, so just kind of letting the water drip on me, and plus I was tired, so I couldn't stand very long. Uh, the other goal was to stand up and move around for at least five or ten minutes each hour if I, if I wasn't sleeping. So I would walk around, I would walk from my sofa to the kitchen, or from my sofa to the bedroom. I tried to kind of move each station a little bit every few hours. And here's something funny that happened that week. Um, of course, they gave me some pain medication that lasted me the first few days. And of course, I took one that night because it was my my uh, incision area was starting to hurt a little bit. And so I had a I have a like a mu- special mug that I keep all my remote controls in. So I had that setting next to me. But I was also drinking a cup of tea that night before I went to bed. So the next morning, I get up, walk back to the sofa. And my remote control for my Roku device is in the cup of tea because I didn't finish the cup of tea. There was still just enough left that when I dropped the remote in there, the remote didn't work anymore. And I wasn't surprised by that, you know, thinking about the mental state I was in the night before. So that, that was great to go through. Now, my week number two goal was to try and at least walk around the house at least once. So I did, I still didn't plan on doing very much that second week. I was still really sore. I would still walk from the sofa to the kitchen or to the bathroom or to the bedroom. But I added at least, okay, I need to like purposely walk around my house at least one time. It's, it's amazing how tight your muscles get just even in that one week of just sitting there for most of the time. I still had a restriction on lifting, though I think at that time they said nothing over 10 pounds, but I was not lifting anything. I wasn't going to take a chance on that. And I was also using a walker to get in and out of bed and also to move around the house. At the end of that week, I was supposed to have my my follow-up visit with the doctor, but because of the way her schedule was, I really didn't have it until the end of week three, which I'm glad it actually worked out that way because I don't think I was ready to ride in a car after the end of week two because my doctor is about a 40 or 45-minute drive away. So I just didn't felt like I could do it. So I needed a few more days. Okay, now my week three goal was to make it to the doctor visit to see how things were going. And I didn't drive, but uh, someone else drove me. And I'm actually glad (laughs) that that happened too, because you don't realize it. I've seen other women say that, you know, like they're ready to, they thought they'd be ready by week two to go and take on the world that had hysterectomies or some type of surgery like that. And I can tell you, I was not ready to take on anything because after an hour or hour and a half of just going around, I, I was just drained. I, I couldn't couldn't even uh, keep going for the day. So I had somebody that drove me to the, my visit. 
And the doctor said that I was healing well and I was progressing like I should, which was good. So I made my appointment for my six-week follow-up, which would be the one to clear me to go back to work. So when I got home after the doctor visit, I decided it was the time to try and get active again. So I went to, there's this local park where they have a, like a, a, a trail you can walk around. It, walk, it loops around the, the park. So I don't have to really stray too far from my, my car. For some reason, I couldn't make it very far. So my goal was to do one lap, which is a half a mile. And it took me about, I would say, 35, 40 minutes to do that half a lap or that, or that half a mile. And I was pretty proud of that because I, you know, I hadn't moved in almost three weeks and I was pretty sore. And the reason it took so long is partly I had to sit down a couple of times while I was doing my lap and there's benches along the way where you can sit. And, um, so my, so I made it around the whole time, the, the whole, the whole lap. So when I got back to my car, I was like, yep, I'm going home and it's time to go to sleep. Now, one thing that helped me during that week and during my recovery time is where I live. Okay, I had this surgery in November of 2022. And usually where I live, it's it's getting really cold. So going out to walk like that wouldn't have probably been an option. What just so happened, we were having really warm temperatures, so like 50 degrees Fahrenheit. And you might think, well, that doesn't sound very warm. But for this, for us, that was really warm and it was really humid still. So I was actually sweating when I was doing my walk. So that wore me out and I came home and I went to sleep. And then the next day I went to walk again, but I realized I needed to dress where I would be a little cooler. And then I also brought a, I called it my walking stick, but it wasn't a professional one. I had a, a broomstick that I had broken off a broom, but it was just the right height for me to use to kind of balance myself. So I, and I wanted to try and take a little bit longer stride because my, my back muscles were so tight, especially my lower back, that when I walked, I kind of shuffled like a penguin a little bit. So I wanted to try and start walking like a human again and getting my stride longer. So that was on week three. And then my week four goal was, at least by the end of the week, was to be able to do laundry, do some light cleaning by the end of the week, like, you know, like maybe sweep a little bit or something like that. And then to be able to walk up and down at least my basement stairs at least once or twice. And then something else I wanted to do was to be able to cook at least a little bit of something on the stove because a lot of what I ate was microwave or just some soup I could warm up. Before my surgery, I made sure to have, I had all my laundry done where I knew for at least a month I wasn't going to do any laundry. Now you also have to remember, I didn't leave my house much for that um, that whole time. So I was just standing in my pajamas most of the day. So it wasn't like I was wearing a lot of clothes or even my bedding. I mean, I had one side of my bed I literally just stayed on because of the way I had to get in and out of the bed. So it wasn't like, and I wasn't in the bed very often. I stayed on the sofa most of the time because laying down was not an option. One thing that helped me, and I actually talk about this in the ebook that I mentioned about living with lupus, is I had uh, these, they're called maxi dresses, where you they don't require you to bend over to put them on. You don't have to zip anything. You don't have to button anything. And they were very stretchy. So that helped me with uh, being comfortable. So I had a few of them that I wore in addition to my pajamas. And uh, the other thing that the light cleaning that I did was mostly just kind of vacuuming the carpets. I didn't, my my carpets aren't very thick. So 
when I vacuum, it just, my vacuum cleaner glides pretty well over it because I still couldn't give a lot of pressure. You don't realize how much you use your abdominal muscles or your back muscles or those muscles until they are very sore or very tight and you haven't used them in a while. So I was having to be very careful about how I turned and how, if I did bend. And I was happy that I could do that because it, you know, my carpet didn't have much, but for some reason, my slippers had a lot of little fuzzies on them that were getting on my carpet. And as I was getting active, I was mindful of how am I feeling? Is my incision area starting to hurt? What about my internal stitches area? Because it's not just um, the outside area I had to worry about. I had to worry about the internal stitches also. So, and I also had to worry about how tired am I getting? Do I need to stop and rest now? Almost sounds like when you have lupus, except for the stitches. So my week number five goals was to get out and walk each day. So like I'm still off of work by this time. So at least five days for that week, I want to go back to the park and do some laps and try to get faster. And it was nice that I could sleep anytime that I needed to because I was still still um, dealing with some fatigue from, you know, still healing and then trying to get moving again. But I knew it was getting close for me to get back to work. So I had to get into a, a regular schedule again. I was able to stay awake a little longer. And then I wasn't on any t- pain meds. I only took pain meds the first few days during the first week. So I wasn't dealing with drowsiness from that. I was start- starting to slowly bend over to pick up things on the floor and uh, also wear clothes <laughs> where I could um, had to bend over to pull up like my pants or put my socks on. Now that was a show, me trying to put my socks on. That Yeah, that was great. And uh, one of my friends gave me this thing where you can pick up things off the floor without bending over. And so I was trying to use that less and less during that week. So week five was more about keep moving because my muscles were still very sore. And if I was in pain, I took some Tylenol. Tylenol seemed to help, but it's the one I take for my lupus symptoms anyway. It's the, uh, I have the generic form of the Tylenol arthritis extended relief. So that seemed to help me during that time also. So that was week number five. And that brings us to my last, well, recovery week where I didn't have to work, week number six. So my goal was get ready to go back to work. So this was the week that I had my last doctor's appointment. And the uh, day of the appointment fell a few days before Christmas of 2022. So I went to my appointment and the nursing staff and even the doctor kept saying, wow, you look really good. And they said the same thing to me when I came in when, from my earlier appointment. And I thought, man, I must have looked really bad though before. But thinking back to how I felt, yeah, I'm, I probably looked bad because I wasn't getting any sleep. I was really weak. You know, if you listen to the episode, like I talked about the extreme muscle fatigue to where I had to have two iron infusions right before my surgery because my blood levels were so low. So yeah, I, I probably did look better. Now, I wasn't 100% where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to, to go out and do, do a whole lot of stuff. But I, w- I was far enough along that, yeah, I, I can probably go back to work because I have a desk job. But even sitting all day can worry out. I still couldn't lift a lot of weight. I still had my restrictions. So I had to be careful with that. And then my external and internal incisions were healing or stitch area was healing very well. So even though it was six weeks, they... They were still kind of sore and still healing. And I did do walking that week. So by that week six, I was able to get up to two miles, 
where it took me about 35 or 40 minutes, depending on how fast I could move that day. So that was a vast improvement from the half a mile that was about 30 to 40 minutes before. So I was pretty proud of that one. As of this recording, it makes six months ago, or I'm six months post-op. We usually say, I'm six weeks post-op, I'm this post-op, so, and I'm still counting. Uh, during my recovery, I, I've had an upper respiratory infection, that was in February, and that took me down for about two weeks. And it was also in February that I received a promotion on my job. Yay, that was great. But it also means more responsibility. And wouldn't you know, my body decides it wants to fight against me. I was not surprised. In March, I had an episode where I had two migraines in one week. My lower back gave out on me and my right knee started to swell and I felt like I had a fever. So I thought, great, now I'm dealing with migraines and then I have, I think I'm doing a flare and then my back's bothering me. And that was all within one week, not too long ago. And as of this recording, I actually went to the doctor this morning, our convenient care, because my back was so bad. Um, They gave me a steroid shot and a pain med shot at the same time. Uh, When I was describing to the doctor my symptoms, I actually just broke down and started crying. I didn't realize how tired I was and how much pain I was in. I mean, I was just tired and discouraged. It wasn't just the pain. It's just like, man, I'm, I'm so tired of this. Every time I try to get better and try to do stuff, bam, I get hit again. But that's okay. I'm feeling a lot better now since the steroids are kicking in and the pain meds. And I didn't realize it, but I think I had a headache too, because now my headache's gone. So I'm glad I went. And uh, I was telling one of my friends, you know, I went to the doctor this morning and how I was afraid that they would say, well, you know, yeah, just take some Tylenol and and come back in a week. But luckily, the doctor listened to me. She was very sympathetic. And uh, I don't know if the crying helped, but uh, she's like, oh, no, 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 we're going to get you fixed up. I was just like, thank you. Thank you so much. So and I thought, yeah, this goes perfectly into living a life with lupus. Oh, yeah. And in last episode, I told you I'd talk about what's called swelly belly. What a, what a term. It's not a medical term. What I didn't realize at the time when I had my surgery is uh, after your hysterectomy, your, your stomach area can get swollen. Now, mine happened in my lower ab- abdominal area. So when I woke up and I stood up, I was like, where in the world did that come from? It's like, I didn't have that stomach before I went in. And so I was like, well, I hope that goes away. And I did some research and Some women said it took a few weeks, it took a few months, it took a year or years for that swelling to go down. Well, mine has been going down. And one thing, too, that I've had to deal with is I lost some feeling in the area where the incision was, and then, but it's it's slowly coming back. And I've heard some women say, well, they got all their feeling back. Some said, no, I didn't. So, I mean, it's not too weird, but I'm thinking if I don't, I can live with it, I guess. But I notice as the feeling comes back, it's it's almost like my body's getting to where it needs to be. So I'm able to move a little bit more. Uh, there's no pain, luckily. I mean, I'm still kind of gauging, hopefully no pain. I'm trying to be careful. But hopefully my swelly belly will not take years to go away. If you have to have surgery, I would recommend learning as much as you can about the procedure that you're going to have and write all your questions down to ask your doctor. Hopefully, you won't have to go through this, but if you do, be prepared as much as possible. Have you had surgery while living with lupus? How did your recovery go? Did you have a lupus flare because of the surgery? I'd like to know. You can email me 
My email address is Gwen, G-W-E-N, at thegwenalexander.com, or you can send me a message through the Facebook or Instagram, the Lupus Living Podcast uh, page on Facebook or Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so that you can be notified when there's new episodes. And also click the follow button on Facebook and on Instagram so you can see the latest post. Today's quote that I'd like to leave you with is a humorous one because it seems like lupus is so serious. You know, we, we're always having to deal with things that kind of bring us down, but I want to give you something funny today. So today's quote that I'd like to leave you with is from one of my favorite comedians, Conan O'Brien. And that quote is, when all else fails, there is always delusion. Have a great week, everyone. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. The views of any guest on the podcast are their own. The host of the podcast is not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before you make any changes that may affect your health in any way.